kick off this 2022 Catholic Schools Week, Divine Mercy Radio will be playing interviews with principals Chad Meitner, Rachel Wentling, and Assistant Principal Jean Flax. We begin in the first half with Principal Chad Meitner. Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Loper, conducts the interview. Now get to welcome in our next guest, Chad Meitner. He is the principal of St. Thomas More Prep Junior and Senior High School. So thank you for joining us today. Good morning. I'm glad, and I'm excited to be here as well with you this morning. By way of introduction, um, Chad grew up in Holzington, Kansas. Am I saying that right? Holzington? Holzington. He attended Friends University in Wichita to study English and Spanish while studying abroad in Mexico and in Costa Rica, Chad discovered that he wanted to teach Spanish and help youth. He went to the University of Kansas to obtain his Master's of Curriculum and Instruction, and as a Spanish and ESL teacher, Chad worked in McCluth Public Schools, George County Public Schools, and Sacred Heart Junior Senior High School in Salina. After teaching, he became the principal of Sacred Heart Cathedral Catholic School in Dodge City in 2010. He took the reins at at Thomas More Prep Marion in 2015, moving to Hayes with his wife, Sarah, and their five children, Julia, Henry, Charles, Leo, and Abraham. What great names. Chad loves to work with others to accomplish great things and make life better for students, teachers, and families. Welcome. That was quite a mouthful. A lot of things you have accomplished. That is awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, it kind of makes me think I've been around a a few different places, but uh, it reminds me how happy I am to be here in Hayes now and, and settled in. I guess we want to start with with um, the new year here at, at Thomas More. We're you know we're almost at it. You know we're almost First at the end of the semester almost, here. It's yep, yeah, it's, it's coming up. Coming so quick. What's going on at, at uh, Thomas More Prep? Oh, there's always so much and yeah. uh, so so many rich things going on in programs and activities. Um, but you know, first off, the most important thing about any school and especially a Catholic school, is the relationships that are being developed day in and day out. And so sometimes those are not necessarily new, but each year it's new for the new kids, the new students, the returning students who have maybe a different schedule and different teachers, uh, different kids in their lunch period, different kids in the lockers near them. And so all of those things each year uh, are reset and renewed. And so it's exciting to see the kids come in a year more mature mm-hmm. or some new students who we get to know mm-hmm. and welcome. And then we get to just start working in the business of, of learning. And at, at TFP Marion, we really strive to not only get good grades and be active in things, but we want them to be leaders within their school with their peers. And so it's exciting when we see kids take on projects and, and lead in on the activities and athletics or lead in a service project that benefits the Hayes community. And mm-hmm. so uh, those, those are, I guess, not necessarily new things, but those are things that are always happening at our school that as a principal, I just love to see. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of desk work that you have to sit behind the desk and mm-hmm. answer emails. And, but when you can get out in the hallways and, and get into the classrooms and interact with students and see how they're interacting, or see what troubles they're facing, um, you, you try to find ways to help them. And so um, yeah. our kids are doing well. We have our attendance is as good as ever. You know, with COVID, there was a lot of talk about, you know, dwindling attendance and truancy things. But our kids have stayed healthy for the most part. And we've been able to be in the classroom learning uh, with with the teachers. And that human touch is so important. So we're having a good good year. 
in a Catholic school, I, I always tell people, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean there's a bunch of saints running around, but we are definitely trying to become saints. And we can, we can use the tools that the church has given us to develop those young minds. And, you know, they're not always the most fertile young minds. You know, they're, they're on social media. They're exposed, just like we are as adults, yeah. to the ugliness of the world and, and the controversies of our times. And so they're coming in, too, with curiosities and questions and doubts. And, and, but what better place than a Catholic school to say, hey, here's what the church teaches. Here's what we're striving to be. And it's all about love. Yeah. And so, you know, our, like I said, we had students who were decorating um, for Advent in preparation for the Christmas season. We're gonna have um, a lighting this coming Sunday in our grotto, which yeah. is a beautiful grotto. It's undergone some tremendous improvements um, because so many people care about that space. It's a Marian grotto with a, a statue of Mary for those of our listeners who are not familiar with Thomas More Prep's campus here in Hayes. And it's just south of our school in, in a tree-filled area. And we've put some new cement down so that it's flat, so it's more handicap accessible, really. There's a ramp to get up there now. It used to be pavers where it was very uneven, uh, trip hazard, really. And just remove some of the overgrowth and have added a statue of St. Bernadette, mm. uh, which is very beautiful. So it's just a great contemplative space. And our kids and our advancement office and the volunteers and parents have been decorating it with lights and getting prepared for uh, to celebrate the season of, of light, which is Christmas. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, a Catholic school is a place where you can embrace all of that and just make it manifest yeah. in, in, in word and in action and in decoration. Yeah. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing. And our students will have highs and lows, but ultimately with the power of Jesus in our, not just our religion classroom, right? Mm. We're talking about prayer and, and how our faith intersects with any content area, social studies, history, math, science. And so throughout the entire day, we're hoping that that power of a Catholic school manifests itself and blesses our students and blesses our family and our community. Yeah. And I was told that there is something called the TMP, Marion National Honor Society. So what is it? And, and give me criteria for how you get to be part of that. Yeah, the National Honor Society is a national organization, uh, a group that's been around for a long, long time. Uh, TMP Marion has not had a um, chapter in the, in you know recent memory, and so this year uh, that was a new addition to add to where students could uh, you know apply and if accepted become a member of this National Honor Society. And the criteria is is, is uh, not just academic. That's a piece of it. You have to have, I believe, a 3.8 GPA or higher, mm -hmm. but it's more than that. So we have, you know, you can't just have a 3.8 GPA and, and get in. So there's also leadership requirements. Um, there's expectations in, um, of course, behavior and, and conduct. And so ultimately, a committee of teachers will review all the applications and look at their letters of reference. You know, it kind of gives students an introduction to applying for something you know so mm -hmm. as a sophomore you maybe haven't really had to go through a formal application process and so you have to ask people for letters of recommendation uh, fill out an application get all of your data about your academics and your activities and submit that and then that goes to a committee for a final decision and so yeah this year we were able to induct i believe 20 members and since it was our inaugural class we had not only sophomores but we had juniors and seniors uh, of 20 different students that were 
inducted. And so we're excited that Ms. Emma Stroyan is our sponsor. She's a, our biology teacher, but she's not just about the sciences. She's also a, an assistant basketball coach and leads a group called Common Ground, which is a all-girls group that uh, discusses scripture and then talks about how to help just the community, the school or the community in general. So they kind of common ground is a reference to the coffee they drink during their meetings about uh, and mm -hmm. just supporting each other as young Christian women and how they can make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. So in addition, she's also the sponsor to the National Honor Society chapter this year. She's a busy woman. Yes, we. that's a great – I mean, Catholic school people uh, – you know, anybody in any school, public or private, does so much for our community in, in helping youth. Uh, but people at Catholic schools typically are doing so at a lower uh, salary. Mm -hmm. They're doing so because they believe in the mission, and yeah. so their hearts are in it. And Mrs. Stroyan is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Well, I had a teacher, one of our junior high teachers said, I know you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the eternal retirement benefits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We have a stat that I was just working on for our school. So TMP Marion, uh, we have 270 students. And I, we broke this down into how much it costs per hour per student to provide yeah. the services. And remember, this is education. This is feeding them because they come for lunch and breakfast and these different things. $8.03 per hour. Wow. Um, we're providing the Catholic education for them. And so, you know, when we get those donations, we take it very seriously that those are people hard-earned money that they are giving yeah. to us to help further God's kingdom and, and yeah. the Catholic faith. And so uh, when we can do that per student, $8 an hour, uh, you can ask any parent uh, who's got a child in d daycare uh, how much it costs to put their child in daycare. Yeah. And um, so we that's I just wanted to share that stat. And, you know, in light of that, you also, I know, have a fundraiser going on. At least I assume it's a fundraiser called The Brick Project. So you want to talk a little bit about that because I know that the, the financials are important for a Catholic school. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. The Brick Project is – our front entryway is just kind of deteriorated. It, a lot of it is the original stonework from 1920. Uh, and so The Brick Project is basically a way to allow people to put their name, their family's name, a loved one's memorial uh, engraved on a stone that will be used in helping replace and, and renovate that entryway. So those pavers will be placed in a beautiful way around St. Joseph's statue, which is standard guard at our south entrance uh, since the building was built. And it'll be decoratively placed there, and then uh, that'll help us buy new stairs, new entryways for the, our building, mm -hmm. uh, which are very much in need of repair. And it's that first impression when people walk up yeah. and they see St. Joseph and they see St. Thomas More and they see this building, we want them to see how much we love it. And yeah. so we want to make those entryways as attractive as possible. So yeah, it's something that a lot of people are excited about because you can get your whole family name on there or a f your favorite coach or whatever you want to mm -hmm. put on there. Um, even a business name is allowed that you can put on there, and then that will be perpetually a part of our entryway of that of our school. Yeah. So there's three different sizes, so it fits all budgets. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact um, levels of that, but I know that you can get three different sizes select what is engraved on that stone as a part of your donation. So please contact our advancement office. Uh, Troy Ruda is uh, the advancement director who would be happy to explain in more detail what the pavers are, what they look like, and what, what we can do for anyone who would like to participate. Nice. So, so basically the premise is that you donate to the school, and then you, there's a certain amount, I'm sure, and then you get this brick and you can put whatever name on it that you want and it'll be there for many 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 years to come yep it, that's exactly it and so yeah. it's a way for folks who are alumni or who sent their children there or who used to work there or anything along that to uh 
really be physically a part of the school because your name will be there for as long as as we can keep that building going exactly awesome and you know that's an important thing is you know as long as you can keep it going it's so important that people realize it doesn't just keep going it it takes you know the the students there you know the parents that are making the sacrifice um, financially to have their child there and and people that are willing to work there and and but i can't think of a more important time to to really have the catholic aspect um, in the schools, it's it's so important. Yeah, I um, couldn't with agree more. Going on, yeah. yeah. All right, so I also know that you had a great football season. So tell us a little bit about the sports. Yeah, no, they had a great season. Uh, overall, when you're at a Catholic school, you want all of your programs to reflect that faith, and so of course, our athletic programs, our other extracurriculars include that so the football team had a great season they were eight and three i believe they got uh, furthest in the playoffs they'd gotten since i believe 2002 wow um and great young men led by a great coaching staff who embraces doing it the right way mm-hmm. and that and that includes starting practices with prayer and praying at before and after the games and and saying that we do all these things for the greater glory, not ourselves, but for God. And um, so it was fun to see them have some success in wins and lost terms. Yeah. And, and uh, Coach Jay Harris and his, his, his staff did a fantastic job of – they had to navigate some – the supply chain issues, which we're all aware of. They had lost 20-some helmets that were being refurbished, and there was a, just a mix-up on who sent them and where they went. And, and so they had to scramble at the beginning of the season to find helmets. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't play with – you can't even practice without proper sure. helmets. Yeah. And then just all the other issues that come along in a season where you're, you're trying to uh, stay healthy and keep kids uh, going to school and doing those things. So a uh, fantastic season for them. It was fun to watch. And um, yeah, and our volleyball season, our volleyball team had a great season, falling just short of going to state. But they had uh, a coach, eleven seasons, Natasha Dreyer, who has uh, moved on to other things to focus on her family. And we wish her the best. She was a fantastic volleyball coach for us, and a young, and a, and a coach role model for young ladies as well. But yeah, we're we're looking for a new volleyball varsity volleyball coach, and anyone who's interested in learning more can reach out to our activities director. And um, we'd love to see if you'd be a great fit at a Catholic school to be a mentor for youth. Well, I guess just to always keep in mind that, uh, especially those with children or young grandchildren who are getting ready to go to school, uh, to, to consider a Catholic education if it's available in your area. We're so blessed here in Hayes and in Salina and Great Bend to have Catholic schools in our communities. And we... We know that nobody's perfect, and so Catholic schools are not perfect by any means. It's not the panacea that's going to solve all problems, but there are great people in those schools who want to walk with the family as an ally and in reaching what is best for their kids in academics, in leadership, social formation, and in the faith. Yeah. And so, um, and even if it's not the right fit, it's not the perfect fit for everybody's child. There's so many different situations out there, but even if it's not the best fit for your child, it might be for your grandchildren or a younger child um, or just maybe for someone else in the community. And so to support those schools, it's not always just about our own kids, but it's about our community's children yeah. and the impact that we can have because our youth are our future. I know it's kind of um, cliche, but it's, yeah. it's a, a fact. They're yeah. our future. And if we want the world we live in to be a world that it respects the Catholic faith and that Jesus Christ commandments and teachings are spread throughout our communities, 
One, there's not many better places to put your resources and support behind than a Catholic school. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more about the Hayes Catholic Schools with Principal Rachel Wentling and Assistant Principal Jean Flax. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation. One body. One body. Kicking off Catholic Schools Week this half with Principal of Holy Family Elementary in Hayes, Rachel Wentling, and Assistant Principal, Jean Flax. Kelly Loper conducts the interview. And our next great guest is Rachel Wintley, and uh, she's going to give us an update on Holy Family Elementary School. By way of introduction, Rachel Wintling is the principal of Holy Family Elementary in Hayes, and we welcome her in. Rachel is married to Trey, and they have two children, Jace, a senior at Thomas More Prep Marion, and Tessa, a freshman at TMP Marion High School. So welcome. We're so grateful that you are here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So I understand that uh, you've had a semester without an assistant principal. Oh, no, with an assistant principal. So it's with, a with an assistant. Yes, so I read that wrong. with an assistant principal. Yeah, yes. So a little bit easier instead of harder. Well, yes, mostly. <laughs> okay. Yes. So tell us about it. No, I have been um, tremendously blessed. So I've been at Holy Family. This is my 10th year. Okay. And so for nine years, I have been solo as an administrator, but also fantastic staff, yeah. right? Yeah. But our, our new superintendent, Jeffy Andrews, he took the helm last year and he saw the need and he decided to make that happen for Holy Family. Mm-hmm. He could see the need and... Well, many think it's for me. The fact is our assistant principal is there to serve the students and the faculty and the staff. Mm -hmm. And while there is a certain load that is taken off of me in some aspects, really there's greater support for our students and the staff. And there's a great demand in any job. And there is a great demand when you are the head of a school. So when we can offer that extra support, we increase accessibility, we increase visibility, we increase just that availability to be supportive because now they're have doubled essentially <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. there's a lot of times and we'll get into some of the other things here later on but you know there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows about and you have to do that behind closed doors or in meetings and you're just not available to support and that support has really been felt this semester by all of us and i am so grateful i do most days get to leave the day with a little bit of something left in the tank to give back to my family when for many many years i was not as filled when i'd leave at the end of the day but gene he brings an amazing joy and energy to our school Uh, the joy factor has definitely increased since he's arrived the other thing is gene and i have a history we worked together for 12 years and we had 
worked very closely together as co-assistant principals for five of those years, five of those 12. So when uh, I had the opportunity to call him and say, hey, you want to get the team back together? Mm -hmm. And he prayed on it. When he came in to our school building and we have offices just adjacent to each other, we picked up right where we left off. And there is a huge, I think that helped the process of that integration because there is an immediate a trust factor that he and I already had. Yeah. We didn't have to build that relationship of trust, that relationship to speak up whenever, you know, the other one needs it. We were brutally honest with each other, but you know, when we worked together for those all those years and it just picked up right where it left off and I was explaining to um, Donetta that and Lester that we each have our strengths and they complement each other so well. So that's a benefit for Holy Family and for the students and the staff. This is the first year for Holy Family that you had Kajit and Cash instead of selling Red Wheels. So tell us a little bit about those and how it went as a fundraiser and will it be something that'll continue? Yes, so last year we were um, in our COVID situation, we were uncertain of what the fundraising how it was going to go last year. So one of our um, home and school parents, Olivia Becker, who's just a go-getter, had learned about this raffle fundraiser at another Catholic school. And so she brought it back and we thought we'd just give it a go last year. And we did really well with it. And we it was she we named it Cajetan Cash after Saint Cajetan, who is the patron saint of wealth or prosperity or something like that. So she really did the legwork on it and it was very successful. So after uh, a lot of discussion at our home and school, it was decided that we would replace our Red Wheel fundraiser. We have had an annual Red Wheel fundraiser. It started, I believe, when I was in elementary school at uh-huh. St. Joseph's. Yeah. If that gives you any idea, that's a long, long time ago. And yeah. um, we'd ha- been had that relationship with Red Wheel. Well, we what is Red Wheel? Red Wheel is it's a frozen good, okay. mostly frozen foods item that we would sell. We did fantastic, and um, we were their top account. Yeah. So you can imagine yeah. they were very sad to lose us. Sure, but um, they we decided to give uh, the Cadet and Cash Raffle an opportunity. So the Cadet and Cash Raffle has a a grand prize of $10,000. And then this year we added some smaller prizes and the the raffle tickets are $10 each. Mm -hmm. So it's a small investment with a big payout, but there were a lot of people who participated. With Red Wheel, we would usually, I think our top year we ever had with Red Wheel fundraising was about 45, 46, 47,000 in my recent history. This year, our Cajetan cash came in at $82,000. Yes, so it was widely supported. Yeah, wow, what a difference. Yes, it was widely supported and we believe that this will probably stay in place for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, It's very exciting. We have really nice sponsorship to make it happen so that we get to keep the vast majority of the donated funds. And I think that's something that people really appreciate about this fundraiser is that probably 99% of the money stays directly with the school due to the sponsors. And so um, Olivia really gets the credit for that. She went after it. We are still working on finding those organizations out there that there are 
is a a customer base for Red Wheel. So if you're an organization out there that needs maybe a fundraiser, let me know and I will get you in touch with Mark at Red Wheel. He would love to have the Hayes Market back. We And we want to do good because they were so good to us for many, many years. But when we um, nearly doubled our fundraising we realize we are going to probably stay with our cash and cash for the foreseeable future, and then we'll see what happens next. But, you know, that's something that we talk, talk a lot about at school, especially in the last year and a half. You just don't know until you try. And yeah. so that's what we're doing. We're just going to give something a try and see how it goes. And most of the time it works out. Sometimes we ha- it's a lesson learned. So is there anything else that's new um, that you want to update us on that's going on at Holy Family this year? I'll tell you what, I am I'm in the midst of all kinds of stuff right now. We are knee deep in strategic planning. Okay. Which uh, I just came from a two hour meeting earlier today. We were working on that plan. Hope we'll be able to roll that out publicly in February. Okay. That's the goal. February the 8th at our State of Our Catholic Schools. That is the... That's the prize. We're keeping our eye on that prize right now. So that is an exciting thing. You know, anytime you do strategic planning, we're looking to the future. We're looking towards what's our next big step. Where are we taking our school? So it's been challenging and fun and, you know, wanting to pull your hair out all at the same time when you have to dig in to those sensitive topics that sometimes that are hard to discuss, you know, what where your weaknesses are and how are we going to strengthen those up? A lot of times it's not fun to talk about that stuff, sure. but it's really fun to dream about the future. Well, and then we're also working on, um, we have a our accreditation visit this year. So, um, and it's diocesan wide. It's not just for Holy Family. It'll be all the schools in the diocese. That also has a very similar deadline. Um, ah. I have to have my stuff ready for that for by March the 1st, but we've got to be able to share some of that information on February the 8th as well. Then we're also working on the state of our Catholic schools, which isn't anything really new, but I want to invite anybody who has any interest in hearing about our state of our Catholic schools or about our Catholic schools, we do an annual stakeholder meeting and it's on February the 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Immaculate Heart of Mary. So we put on um, an entire presentation that gives um, the state of our schools academically. We give a financial update. We, you know, try to have our current goals and updates on those things. Uh, So parents, of course, like to attend, but we invite any of our stakeholders, parishioners, just anybody who has any interest in learning more about that to come. There is talk about the sixth grade going over to TMP Marion Junior High. So where are you in that process? We'll let you talk about that. That's got to be part of strategic (laughs) planning. It's just got to be. So Well, you're right. We have been discussing that at great length in our strategic plan. You know, one of our um, goals that we're looking really hard at is how do we grow our schools? And um, one of the strategies that we're looking at is moving the sixth grade from the Holy Family building into the TMP building to make some um, additional space. It's not going to be all the space that we need, but it's a start. So right now we are looking really hard at, actually TMP is probably the one that um, has more information on it because they're the ones who need to also do some space allocation and do a little bit of work, but they are working with an architect to figure out how they can do the work on their facilities to create the classroom space needed to um, accommodate additional sixth graders in that junior high area of the building. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very important that we continue to keep 
that identity of a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade separate from the identity of the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. They have a transition team that's working on that over at TMP, and. Uh, I think it's probably going to happen. We have a timeline. It's not next year, but in the couple years following. I'm not sure if I'm going to put that all out there. We have put it out publicly to all of our stakeholders that um, we are looking at fall of 23. But that is not a hard and fast date until they finish up their work with the architect and find out really what kind of work they're going to need to do in the facility. We hope to be able to share more about that at our State of Our Catholic Schools if that is in enticing to anybody to come and listen as well. But that will all be part of that presentation for sure. And so I'm assuming that these strategic planning, the moving of the sixth grade, all of that is because there's an increase in enrollment at your Catholic schools. You know, we're hearing about it worldwide, actually. with, With So tell me, what are some of the factors in making these decisions and what are some of the challenges that you've been facing that, you know, that also give you the blessing of increased enrollment? You're right. Um, a holy family for my entire tenure there we have had to turn students away from our school every year we just don't have the capacity to meet the needs of the families that would like to send their kids to our our catholic school so that's been really difficult and it's hard to recapture them later on. Sometimes they do come back in sixth grade, and we are oftentimes able to accommodate some of those in sixth grade. But the fact is, is and I always call it the wonky sixth grade year, our elementary schools in Hayes end at fifth grade, mm-hmm. but Holy Family ends at sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for um, a student who, um, they have finished out fifth grade in one of our public elementary schools, they are ready and they're prepped to go on to a middle school, but then they have to come back to Holy Family for a sixth grade and another one more year in elementary school. And then they get to go on to the junior high, seventh, eighth grade. So strategically, we would like to align and we do believe that would help with some of that transition and possible recruitment from that fifth grade into that sixth grade year. I, I always call it the wonky sixth grade year. And it's, you know, it's kind of hard for the, you know, the fifth graders, they go on to sixth grade here at Holy Family. They've all been in school together for many years. So you have to come in as a sixth grader and kind of acclimate yourself into a pretty tight group of kids. But if you have maybe a large, a larger number of students going into sixth grade at a new building, you're all going into a new building together, a new setting, a new experience all together. So there is definitely some benefits of moving that for our community in general. But then we start talking about freeing up some space. I don't know how much we're really going to be able to do to increase enrollment immediately at Holy Family, but we do still have a lot of space needs that are not being met. So by freeing up a couple classrooms, we are going to be able to meet some of those space issues that we've been dealing with. Thank you, Mrs. Wentling. And now Kelly Loper interviews Assistant Principal of Holy Family Elementary, Jean Flax. Holy Family Elementary, Jean has been a teacher, Dean of Discipline and Athletic Director of Thomas More Prep Marion High School for 20 years. He was also the Assistant Principal and Athletic Director of Russell High School and later Activities Director in Ulysses before coming back to Hayes as Assistant Principal of Holy Family Elementary. Jean has five grandchildren and 13 grandchildren, so we are great that you are here. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, All right, so this is the first time, Gene, that you've been an administrator in a grade school. 
going from teaching teenagers to the elementary, what kind of challenges and blessings has that brought? Well, I always thought that I was a patient man, and then the older I got, the seemed like the less patient I became. Yeah. And uh, But I've been in the role of basically a disciplinarian for a lot of years, and I'm really a fun-loving guy, and uh, yet I think that the mark that was placed on me by being a disciplinarian kind of took taken away from that. I've always said I've always enjoyed life. I've always you know, and I've had a great life, incidentally. But going to the elementary school, I get to be me, yeah. and uh, I don't have to put a facade on. I can be, and I think people think that. Man, that's not the same person. And I am the same person. It's just a different role. But it's yeah. been great. It, it is fun. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't trade my years, my previous yeah. years for anything. They've been great to me. God's been great to me. Uh, my wife has always, when she taught, uh, said how tired she was at the end of the day. Rachel's always said how tired she was at the end of the day. And, and I'm tired at the end of the day, too. And, yeah. uh, you know, when... <laughs> When I was at the high school level, being an an athletic director, there were many, many nights I didn't get home before midnight. And now I'm getting to be home and have supper with my wife. And and probably the real topping, maybe, so to speak, is I have five grandchildren at school there that I see every day. I get to watch them in the classroom, and that's probably the most enjoyable part of my job is I get to go into – well, I try to get to every classroom every day. I don't make it every day to all of them, but I get to see them at lunch because I'm also on lunch duty. And, and uh, just the, the growth and the from the uh, academics and uh, the extracurricular, I call it, the specials, so to speak, uh, yeah. you know, that you just see their minds working, and I didn't get to see that for a lot of years. So there's been a lot of technology changes. How has that been for you to adapt to, and how has that perhaps changed the students with all of that new technology as well? Well, I'm still not very technology sound. I'm very challenged in that aspect. In past years, as an athletic director, all the younger ADs would do all of their contracts and things on on the computer and they put them in files on the computer and I always had to have a hard copy and and keep my own files that way and and they always laughed at me and I just still have a hard time trusting something that that you got to rely on a lot of working parts to make happen and so that's always been that's really a challenge of mine because I I'm afraid to make a mistake and and of course, kids today are not afraid to make a mistake. If I lose something, I have to go find someone to help me bring it back where they can just punch buttons and it seems to appear for them. And with that said, I, I personally am struggling with the, the fact that I'm not sure that keyboarding is essential anymore. To me, it is very essential, and uh, I'm watching kids, because of cell phones and everything else, do a lot of hunting and pecking, and they go very fast at it. Yeah. But I I can't survive that way. Yeah. So that's a challenge there in itself. And, and, of course, then the fact that I think that we, we've kind of lost sight of how to deal face-to-face with people because we can just get on our cell phones, on our, com- our computers, and send messages, and you don't get the real feeling of what they're we're looking at them or what you're, what they're thinking or, or feeling themselves. At the high school level, I saw kids that were basically 
sitting side by side that were using uh, communicating through cell phones yeah. to the person uh, next to yeah him. to the person next to them and yeah. and yeah you don't have to look them in the eye but um, man they're just it's hard for me to if I have a problem with a family member or something to not talk to them face to face to get that resolved and I think that through discipline you can ask people I, I'd call them up and say I'd like to meet with you because I wanted to see their faces and uh, so that, that's the old school in me maybe I don't know uh, I'm like I said I'm probably I'm not too old for change but uh, it's hard for me to change and yeah. uh, I, I've got to let go of some of that Rachel I still go into her office face to face I hardly send messages uh, via computer uh, to the teachers, I, I like I said, I, I try to get in classrooms every day, and yeah. and I visit with them. So, yeah. people comment that you are always smiling when they <laughs> see you at a school setting. So, what do you like best about being an administrator? Well, at Holy Family, like I said, I I get to be me. I've always felt I was a jolly, loving person, and there's nothing that can be the start of my day I try to go to church before I go to school and of course when we have school mass I go with uh, at the beginning of school but I'm outside every morning and I'm helping those little kids out of the car and, and so many of them are giving me a hug it, you can't help but smile uh, that they they're happy to be there and you know they're happy to be there and and I think by my reaction they feel welcome. I hope anyway they feel welcome, and, and I'm just doing what I love to do, and that, that's me with little kids, and and that's been, like I said, I've been awfully blessed. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful place to be, and and uh, you know we we have a very wide range of abilities in the school I guess maybe be the best way to put it and uh, yet I think that every kid there has got to feel something special I I really believe that it's been a really great experience and uh, you know that uh, back to the original question there about you know greeting the kids in the morning the young kids that aren't old enough to go to school yet that are in the car seats and and I get to give them a, a fist bump and yeah. and they just they look forward to it I look forward to it and it, it's a, a great uplifting way to start my day yeah. well I started in 1977 okay and uh, and you see changes throughout the years no question about that and probably the the biggest change is that uh, the parental support and I've had great parental support throughout the years for the most part but it used to be that the the kid was wrong if the teacher said it was this way this is the way it was and if a kid got in trouble the parents truly supported that. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't question things from time to time. And that's, again, an open-door policy. Come in sure. rather than social media. I think that's a big thing. That, but uh, that, that social media, to me, is, is tearing not, the, not only the schools apart, but uh, communities apart. And the fact that 
people don't think before they post stuff, and, and you sure. can't do away with that. And, of course, we didn't have that, and that's probably the biggest biggest change throughout the years. And in the past 20 years, that would probably be yeah. the huge, uh, the most major impact change that's been around. With that, that experience that you have, what advice would you give to someone considering going into an education or and or administration? Well, you know, I coached for a lot of years. I was athletic director for a lot of years. I've been in administration, and uh, I taught the uh, the thing. It's such a rewarding uh, career path. The only thing is you don't see the rewards maybe as quickly as you would like to see them sometimes. But the 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 blessings, the uh, the kids that come back and say thank you for doing this for me, maybe to me back in the day, uh, you know, you help straighten my life out. And you, those are the kind of things that you just can't replace. I mean, they are so rewarding and, and uh you know, at Holy Family here, I've got so many of my former students that have kids there now, yeah. and uh, it's uh, you, you see their parents through the through their are in the kids themselves, and uh, you you feel like you've really made a difference because they've chosen to stay in the Catholic education, yeah. and that that's really been big. Uh, but the rewards are so great. Like I said, we don't see them, and I'm not here to be patted on the back. That's not my job at all. I don't. I do what I do because we grew up dead poor, and uh, my parents always just wanted us to all have a better life than they had. And uh, I have a lot of siblings in education, had been in education for years, and our parents uh, were very much into the Catholic Church and the Catholic teachings, and and uh, I just hope that. They're smiling down on us today. I am, like I said, I've been truly blessed, and I'm blessed to be at Holy Family. I had to pray hard to, to take this position. Uh, I've known Rachel, worked with Rachel for a lot of years, and when she called me, I thought I was ready re to retire. And uh, now I'm thinking that uh, if she'll have me back next year, I'll be back next <laughs> year. And uh, but the uh, I can guarantee everybody out there that's listening that the faculty and staff at Holy Family is truly there for the kids. And I don't think that there's any of them that are there for their own accolades of any kind, but they're there for the kids, and, and I can guarantee you those kids are getting a great education. And, uh, and I'm glad to be part of it. You know, the, the students that, you know, she taught, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, you're more of an administration, but anybody that just stood out from the rest? Oh, man, I, 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 I can't say that. I mean, because yeah. there's been so many kids and so many uh, adults that have touched my life in such a positive way. And like I said, I've just been truly blessed. I, uh, Hope it, when my time comes to meet the Lord, he just says, well done, good and faithful servant. This is a prayer that I say every morning, and uh, Sister Melissa at college always said this prayer for us every day. Mm -hmm. Dear Jesus, please give us your minds to think with, your eyes to see with, your ears to hear with, your lips to smile with, and your tongue with which to speak. Please give us your hands to work with, your feet to walk with, and your heart with which to love. 
that everything we do this day may be done well and for your honor and glory. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Flax, and thanks to all of you who support this radio network. To learn more about Divine Mercy Radio's evangelization mission, visit dvmercy.com and also download the free phone app. If you're a business or service that would like to underwrite the phone app, or This One Body Show, please call 785-621-4110. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsborg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, pardon not your hearts.